Okay, three, two, one, go. Oh my god. Whoa. It's episode 163 of I Learned Nothing, a philosophy podcast for the 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 dumb and the damned. The dumb and the damned. Yeah. <laughs> the the anti-Catholic idiots. Yes. <laughs> the hellbound. The hellbound. The the unwashed, the unwanted. Uh welcome, folks. Welcome to be redeemed. Yes. Uh my name is uh Benjamin. Ex Cholock, well, I am uh, the judge, jury, and executioner of philosophy here at Princeton University. Yes, <laughs> now located in Austin, Texas. Yeah, we it's kind we of moved it here. Yeah, we we moved to that three hundred year old university. Then put his foot down. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm tired of commuting. I'm really tired of commuting. <laughs> I'm tired of commuting from Austin, Texas, to Princeton, New Jersey. To teach, what did so, you say? Execution. Judge, I'm judge, jury, and executioner. Hmm. Of philosophy. Okay. Guess what that means. Um, Go ahead and guess, because I don't know. (laughs) I think I know what it means. I I think what it means is you are in charge of saying what philosophy has merit and what philosophy does not. And you... Yeah, there you go. Okay. Yeah. And you get to sentence it to death. Or I get to sentence people to death. You also do that. You're you're, you're an actual judge philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. They made you a real judge. Yeah. My own jurisdiction. And they give you, like, really important cases, and you are terrified. <laughs> like, are you allowed... Objection, Your Honor. Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, sure. What's what's the one that means I'm cool with it? Yeah. What's the... You don't even know. <laughs> That's sustained, right? Um. Yes. Yeah, right? If, if, you, if the lawyer sus- says, yeah, objection, and the, and, and the judge is down. Yes. He says sustained. If the judge... If he's not down, If the judge is overruled. a... Yeah, if he's yeah, if he's a down ass bitch, yeah, then he'll fucking help you out. He'll say sustained, yeah, sustained, sustained, yes, objection sustained. That's our new album. Our album is called Objection Sustained. Oh yeah. no, that's not good, Ben. That what is a bad music, idea. What kind of cute music? Oh, are it would be new like metal. it would be yeah, new metal for sure, a hundred percent new metal. Um, I would, yeah, I'd, I'd be down to do that. Let's start a new metal band. Yeah, okay. Objection sustained. The objection sustained. The self-titled album. <laughs> okay, so that's our that's our band name. Yeah, too, we're called right? Objection Sustained. <laughs> and the, you know, it's awesome. The cover is us. We're in, we're in judge robes and we're holding like instruments. Like I have like. Do we wear like the corpse paint too? We, oh, absolutely. We're wearing corpse paint, but yeah. we're dressed as judges. Yeah, but like, but like they wore like really baggy clothing. The new metal people, so oh. it's like super baggy judge robes. And like, so like trash bags, they're basically. like jinkos, basically. And we have you have an electric guitar. I'm holding my trusty bass, and we're giving the finger to whoever. Can we wear those wigs that British judges have? Sure, we can do whatever you want, dude. This is your baby. <laughs> okay, this is your creative direction. This is my yeah. I am just here to help facilitate it. <laughs> That's my role in this band. Well, for the well, no, I mean, like you're on equal footing. I'd say what well, you're. I, I, I'm. I'll say I'm the John of 
objection sustained. Really? Okay. You can be the Paul. Okay. But who's who's going to be our George and Ringo? George and Ringo? Uh, I'm also George and Ringo. Okay. So you get to be John and I'm the rest. I was going to say Avery could be. Avery is a no, Ringo. No, Avery is Avery's getting nowhere Ringo. near objection sustained. <laughs> she will not ruin this. Okay? Objection sustained. She will not ruin this. <laughs> I think it's already ruined, but No, it's not. I, 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 I'm a big believer now. I wasn't sure at first, but now I think The more object- you say it, the more it sounds kind of badass. Objection, objection sustained. Hey, hello, everyone. We're objection We're sustained. We're objection sustained. Here's our horribly out-of-date new metal that sucks. We're not even good. It's not even good new metal. Well, how could it be? It's where There's two people in the band. What would you say is like the best new metal like what's like a new metal song that's awesome the first slipknot record is new metal i would say the first slipknot record is the best new metal record um as far as like the most like the biggest one probably corn okay yeah Yeah, probably corn you know what we're playing a corn song at the end of this episode sure (laughs) yeah sure yeah i think when they released follow the leader that's when they, they became like yeah that was a huge one. What's the one where um, they're... Folks, we'll get to the topic soon. We won't. Um, <laughs> we're, we're talking about corn. The one where... Which I was a fan of, too, by the way. I fucking loved corn. I know. You, you had a shirt. You told me the story about... You were walking You were walking across uh, Lewinsville. Lewinsville, yes. Lewinsville. And, and beautiful. <laughs> McLean, Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. And this guy, I was wearing a corn shirt, and this guy gave me metal horns and he drove past. And I was like, fuck yeah. This guy's cool. Hey, did I tell you that the other day I was at the gas station next door, uh-huh. uh, and it was like kind of late at night, and I was like pretty high. And just some guy just like paid for all my stuff. No. That's like, that's really cool. It's like $17. Why did he do that? I don't know. Was he ahead of you in line or no, behind you in line? he was behind me. Maybe and he wanted you to hurry the fuck up. No, dude. I just walked up, put it down, and this guy was like... Please let me. And I was like, what? And he was like, please let me pay for this. And I was like, you know what happened? That guy just had a near death experience. I bet. Well, see, there's something, something. I bet something really intense happened to him that night. Well, I kind of hope that's what it was because I thought about it later. And like this dude, like was like this, like kind of like bulky, like, like bald white dude with like facial hair. And I was like, I just hope this wasn't like a white supremacy thing. Oh, oh, okay. That's actually that's a possibility. But even if it was, I'll take it. Well, whatever. <laughs> you no, know, I don't reflect the beliefs. I'll, you yeah, know, you hey, know, I yeah, saved seventeen dollars that night. And if anything, you're getting something for free for, at the expense, literally at the expense of a white supremacist. Yes. So you know, you take you, you take you, this. It's the small battles. You know, it is the small battles in life when <laughs> when strange men pay for your f- potential when strange potential white supremacists pay for your order. Yeah, because like we looked exactly alike. Dude. What was he wearing? What were you wearing? I was wearing a T-shirt and jeans, probably. But and what, what was on the T-shirt? Anything? Anything like that could stand out? No, I don't think. I mean, I don't know. Was you wearing your Nazi? Oh t-shirt? yeah, I was wearing a shirt that said, "I'm literally a Nazi," <laughs> and on the back it says, "I'm a card-carrying member of the Nazi party." <laughs> Ask me, ask why. me how, how to be a Nazi. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. It was very, it was kind of weird, but whatever. You know, okay. Ben. I've learned in life sometimes people look at you and they think that you're a uh, a hateful white supremacist. People judge books by their covers. They sometimes. do all the time, and yeah. then they then they pay for your you know after work snack. <laughs> Yeah, what did you get? What, what did it? I get? A butt? I don't even know. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Nothing candy. interesting. It was candy. <laughs> no, I don't think it was candy. I think it was just a bunch of random shit. Okay. Yeah. But there, there, there probably was some candy. That's fine. I, I didn't. I didn't bring any sweet treats for Patrick tonight. No, cause... Ben usually keeps me stocked pretty yeah. well with sweet well, treats. Well, because I, man, as I weighed myself the other day, and I am 
I've gained weight. How much? Tell me. In the past, like, tell us all three months, probably like fifteen pounds. Fuck yeah, dude! Yeah, like fifteen pounds. I'm, I'm getting. I'm, I got to lose weight. Are you? You're getting a so little. Uh, I'm feeling chubby. Like I can feel it. A little like, porky. I, yeah, I'm feeling a little porky. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's weird. It's again, it's because like I stopped drinking, but and everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, you stop drinking, you lose so much weight. Well, I'd like to see that at some point because <laughs> I've only gained weight since I stopped drinking. Well, are you going to the gym and shit? No, I'm not doing any. Well, of that shit. stupid. That's how it works. I went to the gym once. <laughs> no, I've been in, I've been to the gym twice this year. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude! Hell yeah! What did you do? Three months. How was it? Um, did I did kick ass. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> the first time I did. Uh, the first time I did like uh what's funny is that the first time I went to the gym, I did like upper body stuff. So I did I just like lifted weights. That never does leg day. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's the thing. So the second time I went to the gym, even though it was like a month later, <laughs> I was like, Well, I better do leg days. <laughs> last time last time I did only upper body stuff. So I did leg day. Then so technically I do leg day. It just happens to be like then Way will, later. <laughs> will you get a matching tattoo with me that says "Every day is leg day"? Sure. I saw that in somebody's shirt, and I was like, "That fuck." Well, we should get him. We should get him on our knees. Sure. It just says "Every day" on one knee, and then "Is leg day" on the other. <laughs> Nobody would think we were cool, dude. I don't. I don't think anybody would. No. Even sucks. like even like leg heads, people who would like only work leg on heads. their legs. I think they would even be like, "Guys, you're trying too hard." When's the last time you've been to the gym? Uh, I went a few days ago. Okay. What did you do? Um, I think I just ran. I think I didn't have enough time. Do you just do cardio? No, I do other stuff sometimes. Oh, okay. But I mostly do cardio stuff. I don't really focus too much on strength. On strength. You know why, Ben? Why? Because I have the strength of Jesus Christ on my side. What what <laughs> what what does my body need to be strong for? The Son of God. <laughs> Beat that. He is he is a, a a a role model I think in terms of physique. He's he maybe He looks I mean like uh, granted it was expensive, you know, but he looks good. What Jesus? <laughs> yeah. I guess so, yeah. I mean, he's a little on the scrawnier side. He's like he's he's very svelte, that's for sure. Well, we only see we we only see scrawny Christ because he's the one who's like murdered or whatever. Scrawny Christ would be such a cool wrestling name. I think I think when when he's just like when he was at full power, I, I think he was normal. I don't think he was scrawny. He was like a carpenter or whatever, right? Yeah, but I don't think he was buff. I think, well, yeah, you have to be if you're a carpenter. I think he was like sinewy. I think he, he was always sinewy. Not to say he wasn't strong. I'm sure he was He was strong, but I, Let I me think, ask you this. He's, Do you think he's one of those guys who flies under the radar where you don't suspect would win uh, like an arm like an arm wrestling challenge, and then he like fucking annihilates people like big, bulky, like Icelandic guys. Can you get your arms you know? around him? Like, or is he a slippery Pete? Because those sinewy guys are always slippery peats. Well, <laughs> I think he might be a slippery peat. Interesting. I mean, that's the thing is he let himself be caught. I think oh, yeah. he could have he could have gotten away from the Romans. Well, obvious. Well, Ben, he has. According to Islam, he did. Right. <laughs> he never was crucified. Of course. But think about this. I would argue that Jesus Christ probably top five. Well, probably the strongest human being who's ever lived. I'm sure. Yes, he'd have to. He'd he's have to the be the son of God. He has to be stronger than like you know. Fucking... If he's the son of God, he'd have to be. He he could he could. I mean, he's like Superman, basically. Well, that's what I wonder sometimes about because I have thought about this. Well, no, no, but because he, he can't. Okay, this can't oh, be a theology. But lesson. Well, the, here, this here's could be my a point. different episode. But the question that that I'm going to put to you, not really a question. But if he was man, if he was like all all, he was all man and not and no God. Well, all no, man, no, no, no. All he's man, man, no God. He, he's all man and all God. 
Okay. But like if he's all man, he that means he would have to still be I'm just saying God the Son, that person of the Trinity. Yes. <laughs> would have to be uh would have to be not to say that God it's himself as a whole is limited by this, but he would I think that person of limited the Trinity would have his... to be limited by uh, a human body. So, so he wonder, could only be so strong. He really? could he could be the strongest person in the world, but he would still only be as strong as a person can be. I've thought about so that. So he could still because he, he's, he could still be the strongest person in the world, but he'd still probably get his ass handed to him by a gorilla. Could you know? he? Who do you think would win in a fight, Jesus or a gorilla? Well, clearly Jesus. <laughs> he can beat up anyone. He. Let me ask you this, because um, I've thought about. No, but this. that's what I'm saying. My argument. Okay. Can Christ. Was he? I'm not saying he ever did, and I'm not saying even like he should. But this is like who would win in a fight? No, would would he have powers? Would he be able to shoot lasers? See, no, I don't think he would because that would that would contradict him being a man. But he's God, human. That's the mystery of Christ. It is a mystery. mystery. Can he shoot lasers? Can he shoot lasers? If he wanted to, we should get a priest on here and ask him these questions. I don't know how to ask him that question and not sound like I'm being a fucking asshole. I mean, like, hey, hey, father, can you shoot laser beams? (laughs) Well, I think it's a legitimate question. You have to frame it. You have to be like, you have to, you have to lead up to it and be like, look, we brought you here. Not a lead off. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) please. Like, okay. The, the, we'll admit that there's a lot not going for us here. Like, this is clearly a comedy podcast, right? Yeah, We're sorry. not trying to be serious in any way. But this is a podcast for the curious. Yep. And these two curious lads are, frankly, quite curious about one specific thing, about Catholic theology. I'm foaming at the mouth. I'm so curious about <laughs> Catholic theology. Does Jesus, can Jesus shoot laser beams? Would he be able line? to? Yeah. Would he be able to? Yeah, I guess that's the question. Is, would not, he be able to? Not would he? I don't think he ever did. I, I, I don't think he, he would. Did, he certainly didn't. He certainly didn't. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a very good point. <laughs> if they, they're already attributing <laughs> miracles to him. Yeah. If someone saw him shoot lasers out of his eyes, you think they wouldn't mention that? I guess they would. They yeah. would be fucking coming <laughs> trying to write that down. They'd oh, be man. like breathlessly, like they and yeah. I don't. They don't have the word for laser yet, so, so they'd just be like, like concentrated fire came out of his eyeballs. So we can. So I guess it goes without saying that Jesus I'm, never it, shot the. Yeah, if it laser. happened, I think we would have heard about it. That's, yeah, that's my argument. I don't think I don't think it happened either. So I'm glad that we're on the same. Unless page the Vatican is really that good at hiding shit. Like what? Like would he be able to turn invisible? Because he did some. Because because he did miracles, but I think a lot of the wild stuff he did, he did after he died, right? Isn't that the most wild stuff? No, he. I mean, he he was still this, before the crucifixion was walking on water. Was the loaves and fishes? Those are his main. Yeah. Like okay miracles. But what, so what was? But his miracles, he like teleported and stuff when he when he came back. He teleported away. He teleported. What yeah, did he, he can teleport? like he would appear in front of people and disappear and shit. Oh sure, people, okay. Kind of. Actually, you gotta think about it. It startled people. Yeah, that's kind of startling. That's his power, he just startled people. <laughs> the guy that you. What's up? <laughs> the guy that you thought. That's why people was... say Jesus when they're scared now. Because to this him. day, <laughs> you used to actually be him. Mm-hmm. Huh? That's weird. Yeah, he'd <laughs> pop up and people would go, "Jesus, man!" You know, there's so much to learn about Ben. <laughs> so much to learn about. Speaking of learning. Oh yeah, we got to get back to the our topic at here. hand. The topic at hand. So today we're learning about philosophy, right? Normally, yes. the way this the way this works on paper is you 
supposed to give me a topic, I have to do a crash, like a, a like a cram session yeah. of it, and then I teach it back to you. Yeah, but we've only done that like I. I, I I can count it on one hand. Yeah, the we lots ab- of times that you've suggested a topic. We for abandoned me. that uh, pretty like quickly. the second episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what? I'll give you. I think the trolley, <laughs> the trolley problem was the second episode, and I think that was you. But then I, after that, I think I just supplied all the topics, except for one, one or two that you've like interjected with. Yeah, every once in a while. I'll be like, you did do monkeys typing Shakespeare. Monkeys was, typing Shakespeare. That was yours, um, of course. Uh, there was another one. Um, Where do babies come from? No, I remember asking Ben that's about not, that. Yeah, no, I mean that's not a philosophy question. Um, well, I mean it kind of is. No, it's not. It's biology. <laughs> it's, it's very straightforward biology. <laughs> P in the V. Um, yeah, P in the V. Yeah, that's <laughs> P in the V, and then you T till you see. T. Oh, yeah. Oh, thru- uh, yeah. Gross. Thrust. <laughs> it's like Thrust. such a gross thing to say. <laughs> Well, I had to figure out. I was trying to. I was like, "What does T mean?" Um, okay. <laughs> what a terrible slogan. Well, you pee in the V, and then you T till you see. Ew. All right. Well, this is all right. The PCs in the V. Um. Ah, oh, stop. 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 Okay. And that's how you get a B. It's funny because we're talking about the philosophy that we're talking about today. Yeah. Is like kind of. It's actually very dry and not. And like sort of the opposite of this, it's, it would frown on us, on on the vulgarity of it. Uh, what? So today we're talking about um, we're ta- we're gonna dive into some ethics today. How's that feel? Well, it's not vulgarity because I'm not saying the words. I'm I'm actually being sanitizing them. I'm actually being pretty. Uh, no, if cool anyway, about it. no. That there's a the ironic sense of like it's almost dirtier. There's by no curse words. Them. P and the V, and then you T to the C. There's you t- that's how you get a B. You abs- you cannot tell me that that's an obscene thing to say. <laughs> so now baby is vulgar. You can't say baby. <laughs> so today we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. We're talking about deontology. <laughs> what? De- have you heard of deontology? No, Ben. It's the it's the philosophy of Deion Sanders. Oh um, no! <laughs> no. <laughs> um, that guy has some philosophies. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm sure he does. Well, man. So I was. Did re- he play? He played for the Redskins, right? Or for or for the Cowboys? No. Yeah, he played for the Cowboys. I believe. The Cowboys. Yeah. Okay, well, right. yeah. He's like a like a head coach somewhere, and I was like reading a thing where he was like giving like a like a um what do you call it? press conference and just uh-huh. talking about the kind of like players he's going for, and like he's just like saying all this like really like borderline old timey thinking about football. Uh-huh. Where back in the day, people their thing was like the quarterback is a white dude. Okay. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Like you can't so, have a black quarterback. Uh huh. Their role is to like be like you know one of the linebackers, the one of the really angry yeah. guys. Blah 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 blah. The one who wants to kill you. Blah blah blah. And that's like like that's like an old timey like thought in in kind of racist. in football. Well, yeah, yeah. it's it's it, you're essentially saying that black people aren't smart enough to be the quarterback. Be like, yeah. That's the problem, uh-huh. and to be a leader. That is that's why that's a kind of a not great thing that Ben says all the time. No, so not, no, no. And like Deion Sanders was like essentially saying. Yeah, he's just, like <laughs> buying, totally buying into that stereotype. Oh, it was uh, so fucking funny. Dion. I was like, Dion, man. Come on, man. Well, today we're learning about deontology. The man has um, his own theme song. What's his theme song? I don't know, but he, he would score a touchdown and he had like a theme song. He was like one of the first, not the first ones, but like one of the early like dancers, right? He like, would, yeah, like, oh, cut, yeah. Like, yeah, he had like a whole, he had a whole thing going. Yeah. Yeah. 
Did he get in trouble for that? Was he like the first one to get yeah, in trouble I for it? Yeah, I think he was the one that they were kind of, which is so fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. You, your, your sport gives people CTE, and you're upset about someone dancing. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Whatever. But like, yeah, he was a big uh, dancer in the end zone. And yeah, I think he was one of the first people to kind of get in trouble for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, he shouldn't have done that. Yeah, <laughs> cut it out because there are rules. There are rules, Dion. Yeah, well, ironically, that's what deontology is all about. It's about rules, rules. and yeah. dancing. Well, about a, a lot of things and themes about themes. about what pee you can see in. About uh, you know um, how you treat people, how you uh, how you tee people, how you mean. navigate the world, what rights and you w. and others have, and what obligations you and others have. Yeah. So deontology is. Um, it's a it's it's a group of of ethical theories basically it's it's an umbrella term for a group of of ethical theories that primarily have to do with uh duty or obligation or or like the rules that we're supposed to do so in in the field of ethics in philosophy there are primarily three different like schools of thought of like you know what constitutes a moral act or what or what is you know, morally good or, you know, whatever. Yeah. That, that, surrounding that question. There's deontology or, or deontic theories. There's consequentialism. And then there's virtue ethics. Consequentialism deals with, as the name suggests, the consequences of an action. So that's the measure of How whether something's figure? good. <laughs> it's right there. Consequence. Consequentialism. Um, we kind of covered consequentialism a little bit in the utilitarian episodes that we did. Um, which do you remember that one at all? Yes. Okay. What's utilitarianism? Utilitarianism is trying to get shit the most rad for the most amount of people. And <laughs> yeah, that's actually, that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. In a nutshell, it's, 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 <laughs> it's about getting it's the most radness, trying to get the most radness for the most amount of people. Um, <laughs> yeah, there had to have been a better way for me to but the, explain that. The 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 operative notion there is, uh, you know, radness as a goal. <laughs> you know, um, so if radness or, is something to aspire to, or the good, or or benefit, or whatever you want to, however you want to uh, define it. So one thing that's important. So deontology and deontological theories of ethics. Uh, they're usually contrasted with with consequentialism. They're like foils to each other because they're for the longest time. Um, so real a real quick like survey of the landscape here. Uh, virtue ethics actually is kind of is, is probably one of the older or old if not the oldest ethical theory or or you know umbrella of of ethical theories because uh, that's the stuff that the Greeks were more most like. Uh, uh, like in tune with they, they they liked virtue ethics a lot because uh, in virtue ethics the uh, the the operative notion there is not so much on the action but on developing character you know like uh, you, good acts or or doing or being a moral person is exactly that it's it's cultivating virtues um, it's its own reward uh, not quite I mean I would say that's almost more deontology uh virtue ethics is is more focused on the character of the people performing acts right and uh trying to cultivate basically cultivate virtues and being a virtuous person fuck yeah so it's more about like what type of person you are and that and that's that's being defined by not just the actions that you that you commit um but also you know if you ask aristotle who's one of the 
and I will. One of the top virtue ethicists. Uh, his his like his ethical theory was basically all just just virtue ethics. Uh, has a lot to do with like the habits that you form. You know the actions that you that you enact. Uh, you know you you do the same kind of actions over and over and over again. That develops into a habit. You continue with those habits, and if the habits are good habits, then they turn into virtues essentially. And then the more you practice those virtues, you become a virtuous person. And that's the goal there, is, is to be a virtuous person with, with virtue ethics. With consequentialism, the focus is more on the outcome or the consequence of actions. Oh! <laughs> right. So <laughs> it's not so much. So that's, in that sense, you know, taken to its extreme, uh, um, the whole idea of like, you know, how uh, ends justify the means that that kind of mentality is is quite comfortable in consequentialism because that's basically consequentialism in a nutshell is the ends justify the means that's kind of an extreme interpretation of it but that's like to get the, the idea across that's what consequentialism says it doesn't matter you know what you actually do as long as the outcome or the consequence you know increases benefit for the most amount of people or for the people around you or whatever then it's considered a good act so you so know, basically, just as long as you make it groove, kind of yeah. So like, think of it. Think of it this way: if if let's say if Caesar had wasn't killed, uh, and he just stayed in power, and the, and you know Rome just turned into this like, which is funny, <laughs> saying this out loud because <laughs> I'm realizing that that's exactly what happened to Rome anyway. But let's say if Caesar stayed in power, <laughs> Rome would become this horribly decadent, uh, you know, autocratic right uh, okay. uh, uh, power right. Um, that's just like you know pushed everyone under its boot and made everyone miserable. Uh, so killing Caesar with the with the idea being that, like, you know, the death of Caesar led to a more democratic empire or whatever, uh, then killing Caesar would be justified because the outcome would be good. Obviously, it didn't shake out that way. But in theory, you see what I'm saying? So you're saying we need to go back in time and kill Caesar. Earlier, before he already was killed. <laughs> Even though he was already murdered. Yeah, we already have to go back and kill, kill him the sooner. Murder. Okay, yeah, we got to kill him sooner. We got to kill him sooner. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Strangle him in his cradle. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, well, okay, so, sorry. So an even better idea, I should have thought of this first, is like going back in time and killing baby Hitler. We've discussed yes. before. Folks, if you want to... <laughs> If you want to check out one of our spinoffs, uh, Simply Criminal. Yes. I asked Pat a very important question. On would our he Patreon. Go back, would he go back in time? And kill baby Hitler. Yes. And then uh, for about uh, an hour and a half, Ben and I, uh, in we describe in minute detail. How we do it. How we would murder a baby. A baby. Yeah. <laughs> in front of its mother. Yeah. It's sort of, uh, yeah, it's, not, it's not a good episode to start it's with. It's dark. No, we don't actually. But <laughs> no. But what if we did then? Wouldn't that be silly? If we went back and killed Hitler? No. Well, so no, here's, here's the idea, though. Let, this is, let's go with this thought experiment, okay? Okay. If you go back in time... And we'll give you folks a taste. You go back in time and you kill baby Hitler. He and it has to be as a baby. It won't count if he's an adult. <laughs> um, which because this kind of like lends to the extremity of this of this argument. Well, it'd be easier to Accor justify killing an adult than a baby. Yeah, of course. Well, so but of course, unless to, it was a really mean baby. According to existentialism, and granted, this might be a bit of a straw man like argument here. Um, but quick, do you know what a straw man argument is? A straw man argument, I believe, it's a fallacy. Is, yeah, it's it's when you don't attack the um, 
the the thing that you're arguing against directly. Instead, you shift it onto something else that doesn't really close. Well, a straw man argument is There's basically no when someone is trying to argue against something by arguing against a specific instance uh, that's very extreme. So, like in this case, you know, we're we're saying, you know. We, what happens if we go back and we kill baby Hitler? Baby as Hitler. A, as a baby. Yes. Which is, you know, very extreme. Already, you know, people are probably feeling a little, there's some repugnance there. Especially it feels weird. It feels weird to kill a baby. I mean, you know, it's a baby. Like, and technically, you know, if you go back in time to the point where he's still a baby, he didn't do anything. No, he hasn't yet. done anything at all. He hasn't done anything at all. Um, but with our knowledge, knowing what type of person he will grow into and what he's going to do, um, would it be justifiable to kill Hitler as a baby? <laughs> um, now, according to consequentialism, in theory, if if killing him, if if let's say for whatever reason we couldn't get to him as a as a as an adult, it has it to be has a baby. to be as a baby. Yeah. All right, but we gotta get him out of the way. All right, because if we do that, then we can save. However, millions of lives perished during World War II, right? There would be no, let's say that that would mean there's no World War II. We're, we're, no World War II? No World War II. What are our dads going to watch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what's funny, too? I have a feeling that... Tonight's going to be a good night? <laughs> tonight's going to be a World War II night. Oh, no. <laughs> um, well, first of all, it's not just dads. I mean, like, you know, I enjoyed Band of Brothers. Um, I love World War II stuff, but it just, you know. The thing, but here's what my quick theory was going to be was I think as we get older, when we get to dad age and we're getting close, we're going to be that, watching World War II shit all the time, too. What do you mean at dad age? How old do you think you are, Ben? Well, I mean, what I mean, like dads when, like a peak dad age. Peak dad? So, like, yeah, peak dad, I'd say, is more like 50s. When you have like a maybe a, a uh, like a prepubescent or teenage kid. Yeah. You know, that's like. I'd say I'd say like peak dad is when you have a kid who's between like twelve and fifteen years old. It's when your kid is finally old enough for the first time to be like, "Oh, you fucking are kind of lame." Yeah, exactly. That's peak dad is yeah. when is when they realize how lame you are. Yeah, is when you're yeah, and when you realize how much oof. Sometimes I can't stand this kid. Sure, <laughs> he's yeah. so mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> I house them, I feed them, and they just do not respect me. None. At all. <laughs> just a complete and utter lack of respect. <laughs> so, <laughs> on, let's get back. Let's go. go. Let's go back. The point I'm trying to make is that uh, consequentialism, again, probably a straw man argument here. Maybe, maybe this is a little, like, you know... Uh, unsustainably extreme but if you go back in time and kill baby hitler you are potentially uh you know avoiding the count the countless murders the countless like deaths countless uh uh you know um starvation you know rapes fucking all this human misery and suffering uh you're avoiding all of that if you just like you know shoot this baby in the face <laughs> Okay, now, I mean, how many times what do you, you think that? about that? Do you think that's right? Do you think that's justifiable? <laughs> uh, what, what do I think? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man, because it. I think what it is is I would say 
I think I say this in the episode. If it's the, we only, do, if I it's think, the only way to avoid like a world war. I II. believe in the episode. I say, I would say yes, do it, and then spend the rest of my life wondering if I did the right thing because well, it's not like it's not like my universe is going to change, right? Because we just created the new universe with this time travel business. That's well. First of all, that's not quite germane. It doesn't really matter what what the thing is. It's it's. Let's say, for the sake of argument, that um, it's your it's the same. You go back and same you, you go back to the future. Whoa! Um, it's it's the same timeline, but that timeline has changed. Did you You're ever not... see that movie? <laughs> yeah, I have. Back to the future. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. Um, it's not you don't open up a new timeline. Oh, you don't. It's the same timeline, but it's just it's just different. Change. Okay. It's just change. Yeah, I guess I would say I would I would just say do it, and then as soon as they left, I would go. Ah, oh, no, I shouldn't have. I think I think whatever whatever decision I come to, I'm going to immediately think, oh fuck, I shouldn't have done that. So if well, I, so, so, if I, so you're you're having trouble deciding whether yes. you're a consequentialist or a, or a deontologist. Yeah, I think I, I I think I I think I would. If you're full on. If you're a you know a full on consequentialist, card carrying member, card carry. Let's say you're a card carrying member of the consequentialist party. I'm a card carrying consequentialist. You you won't have any doubts or second thoughts about killing baby Hitler, because in your mind the benefit you're killing Hitler. Yeah. Of yeah, you're killing Hitler. You're literally you're, killing. You're, Hitler. you're sidestepping all that entire timeline of misery. You know those six million Jews are still alive. Um, there are so many more movies that are made that are just fucking amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And potentially, and here's a weird thing to think about. uh, If there's no Holocaust, then there might not be, then there be no no, need for the state of Israel. Yeah. That's, that's such a, so there'd be no, like there'd be no like Israeli Palestinian conflict either because Jews would just be able to live wherever without worrying about being rounded up on a train yeah you know so there's so many there's, there's so many obvious benefits to killing hitler right as a baby right <laughs> remember it's got to be a baby it's got to be a baby. <laughs> it's like it's like veal you know it, it has to be he has to be young <laughs> look when it comes to killing hitler it's got to be a baby it's got to be All a right? baby it's just there's no other way to do it <clears throat> so consequentialists will say that's fine go ahead and kill hitler do you it. know it's in fact you should kill hitler um, like you'd be, you'd be kind of an, if you had the opportunity to kill Hitler and you didn't, you'd be doing something wrong. That's consequentialism. Oh, wow. Deontology is, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't call it the opposite, but it's a different point of view. It's, they would say, no, you don't, you can't kill Hitler. Doesn't matter what he's going to do. Doesn't matter how much suffering that's going to be avoided. But what if I want to? It doesn't matter if you want to either. Cause like it's this, this baby. All right. Yes, his name is Adolf Hitler right now, but you don't know. I mean, you do know from history because you know you, you're. you're he hasn't, back from that he hasn't done the thing that we. But in don't. his own timeline, yeah. think of it from his own timeline. He hasn't done any of that it's yet. Nothing. Yeah. And there, you don't know. There could be countless other things. Maybe even by you being there, we're getting a little. Right. We're getting into the weeds here. Um, Us? If yeah, if you want to check out like a, we have our own. We have a time paradox episode. If you want to check that out, where we kind of go into this sort of scenario in more depth. But we also did a time heist. We did a time heist. That was our most recent, recent one. Uh, oh, that was the point of me bringing up the Patreon. Going back join our in, Patreon. Going you... back in time to do heists. Yeah. I would steal the crown jewels. Patreon.com backslash I learn nothing. For five bucks a month, you get uh, At least all the back episodes, catalogs yeah. and four episodes going forward yeah. a month. Um, so 
put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. Take that out of your wallet and put it into the internet for so us. So give us some money, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to smoke a pipe. <laughs> Cost money. Yeah. Please send us money. Then and I uh, have should serious... We a, should we take a pipe smoking? Yeah, I'm, I'm down. Let's start smoking pipes and just look like the <laughs> most biggest piles of <laughs> shit. The most obnoxious pretentious so that's like you gotta be old dude pretentious is like it's like it's a tie between like the definition of pretentious is a tie between people our age or younger or fuck it maybe five ten years older if you're not 85 or older yeah, you gotta be old then you can't smoke a pipe <clears throat> why would you want it and if you smoke a pipe and you're like our age fuck you stop dude, stop you, it i mean it, grow up think about you have to have <laughs> You have to so much. You can't just like, oh, you know what? I'll just smoke a pipe. No, you have to like a lot goes into it. I think. I think there's a lot of careful preparation. You know, what, if you're taking but, it somewhere, you can't just spontaneously do it. I feel like I feel like I'm being a little too harsh. You can do it in private if you like. Because like, no, because like you can't even do that. Oh well, I was gonna say because I, I kind of like the smell of pipe tobacco. Oh, it smells amazing. Yeah. Do you know? Do it maybe maybe among friends. You know what? Ben and uh, but I take don't it do back. it in public. No, Ben and I take it back. We are big into the p- smoking pipes now. I wouldn't say I'm big into We're it. We're pipe boys. Pipe boys. <laughs> like we like getting piped. Hi, I'm Ben <laughs> and Patrick Piper. <laughs> We're the pipers. We're the pipers. <laughs> That's our album cover. For, pipers for no for um. What is it? Objection sustained. Oh, fuck. I already forgot about that. God <laughs> damn it. That Obje- sucks so bad. Objection sustained. Objection sustained our new metal band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two-man new metal band. Okay. Deontology. Let, let, let me get into this. Yes. Uh, deontology is the opposite. Deontology says we uh, can't kill baby Hitler for a variety of reasons. One is, you know, let's say, let's say, let's, let's get the time travel aspect out of out of the equation okay let's say maybe you you just get like uh i don't know like an angel or some or some like oracle tells you that this baby there's this, this baby being born in austria and he's going to be this harbinger of death and you need to get rid of it yeah okay um and but you're but you are like some european at the time who <laughs> yeah who uh you know you, you didn't time travel from the future you're just there you're already there okay so as far as you know, you actually don't know. You you have been told by some like son of Sam demon or something yeah. that you have to kill this child. Um, it happens to be Hitler, and if you do kill this child, you will be avoiding you know all the misery of World War II. Um, but you don't know that. Um, so you but you've just been tasked with killing this baby. You don't know if you don't know like maybe the baby's going to make a different decision. Maybe that baby is going to be, in, you know, accepted into art school. Son <laughs> you know, of a bitch, instead, not art school. It, well, I'm saying instead, if if he if he wasn't if he was accepted in art school, he might have like led a weird. He might have just been anti-Semitic in paintings instead of in reality. I'm keeping this fucker as far away from art schools and art in general as possible. No, I'm steering this guy towards something else. No, so you just caused Hitler then? No, I didn't. Yes, you did. It's a whole art school thing. What? What? I don't want. You want to take? You want to let him go to art school? No, I'm saying we keep him far away from all art in all forms because I can't even risk this. I can't risk Hitler. So I have him instead. Instead of getting into painting, okay, what I do is I get him into like 
I don't know, soccer or like chess. That's not going to, first of all, he was probably into both of those. And that's not going to, that's not going to distract, if anything, that's going to lead him more directly into a political career. Damn it. That's why I'm saying you want to, never mind. I thought it was the art school. We're getting so in the weeds here. No, we're not. We're having a great time. (laughs) You know, okay, let me get back to this. (laughs) I had to take a really big breath there. (laughs) You know what's funny? What a dope. On the the ride down here, I actually was listening to an old episode. I was listening to, it was like episode 71, and we were like yelling at each other a lot in that episode, just like screaming at each other. About what? Dude, one of those we're talking about like really cause, worthwhile because I dared you. I, I right before that episode, I dared you to like sling a a ketchup packet at a bird or something, and then you wouldn't do it. So I said that I wouldn't. I didn't believe you. So we were like yelling at each oh, other over about that. if I could if I could hit a bird. If you could hit a, a bird with a packet of ketchup. <laughs> Why were we arguing? I don't know, but we were screaming at each other. And I when I was driving Insane. while I was driving and listening to this, I was like kind of like nostalgic. I was like, we don't yell at each other as much anymore. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> there's not as much alcohol involved anymore. Yes, it's true. <laughs> That's yeah, probably a big but, part of it. <laughs> Yikes! We can yell at each other if you want. Well, so I, I feel like we were about to get to that point. But deontology says you can't kill Hitler as a baby for one reason: is that he might get accepted into <laughs> art school, or he might just randomly have a change of heart and decide that he doesn't hate Jews anymore. You know, <laughs> or he good. doesn't want to pursue a career in politics, or he doesn't write Mein Kampf. For uh, whatever, maybe he like falls head over heels in love with a black woman, and he and Hitler and this Pam Greer of the of like of like you know nineteen nineteen twenties Austria, uh, like hit it off, and they have this like amazing multi 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 racial family, and he doesn't do the Holocaust. Is this what turns you on, Ben? <laughs> Thinking about Hitler. <laughs> Having sex with a black woman? Is that what you're trying to tell <laughs> no, me, Ben? No, I'm saying, as an example, you get your there are countless ways that time could go, right? So that you could end up just killing this baby for no reason. You could end up, you don't know what's in the cards for this for this baby, right? And if you kill this baby, you might have killed him, you know, with without uh, without avoiding the, yeah. the, the Holocaust or World War II. There might be some other guy who just like, you know... Uh, Gilbert uh, Fittler. Gilbert Fittler. Gilbert Gilbert Fittler like takes his place or something historically. Uh, mm. Okay, but that's not the main reason that deontology says don't kill baby Hitler. Deontology says don't you don't kill baby Hitler. You don't kill anybody because a human being has dignity and and is has value in its own in its in itself. Uh, and no human being should ever be used in any way, as a means to a greater end. A human being, a life, a human life is is an end in itself. That's what deontology basically says. And do you know who, oh brother, do you know who is the main deontologist philosopher? The guy who basically like de- helped define it and is one of the biggest proponents of deontology in... <laughs> In Western philosophy. Oh man, I'm going. Is he alive today? No, he's not. Okay, I'm going to say he's famous. He's real famous. Freud. No. Who? Mm, Einstein. No. no. Um, my brother Kevin. No. Who? But starts with that letter. K. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a huge hint. You fucking hate him. 
Khan! <laughs> My old rival! Your old rival. Immanuel Khan. I thought we were done with this guy. There is a there is a branch of ethics called Kantian ethics. And it is what? deontology through and through. Really? Yeah. So Kant, uh, Immanuel Kant, in case you forgot. This fucking guy. The Pat's, guy who would walk. Pat's enemy. Because he was the biggest nerd. Just walking around. Uh, walking around. Never got married. Possibly a virgin. Huge racist, you told me. Huge racist. Yeah, I yeah. was reading up about a that again virgin. today. Yeah, he thought that there was this hierarchy of races. Uh, the, let me but, guess who was on top. Yeah, well, you, yeah, yeah, you don't have to that, guess. Uh, it was white people. Yeah. Um, and he, uh, some some people think that he's the father of scientific racism. Like he's like oh, one, of really? the, one of the first guys to talk about how like like you know uh, white people are like well they didn't know about genetics back then but but he was the first person to say like you know. Whites are pure and and so the best. There is like a lot of weird scientific misinformation on like a on like TikTok. Apparently, I don't I don't doubt that. Do you, you think that you TikTok mean? is a psyop from the Chinese, Ben? Some people on the internet seem to think so. Oh, designed to spread misinformation <laughs> I mean, and make so, people dumb. Yes and no. I mean, like maybe, but then again, like <laughs> what's funny. <laughs> I saw this meme the other day, actually, that just talks about this, where this one guy, it's like, it's just a two-panel thing. <laughs> the first one, it's like these two guys talking, and the one guy goes, man, did you hear basically what you just said? It's like, did you hear that TikTok is uh, is basically just, uh, um, what is it? A Chinese the Chinese, up. it's Chinese spyware. Yeah. It's basically Chinese spyware, and then the guy responds, my brother in Christ, you use Google Chrome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. you know... Yeah, probably it is, but then, but then there's Google. So, the thing like, I was reading you know, is like, like, like the one specific example that I'm thinking of is like, so there was some guy who I guess like, I don't even know why this is on TikTok, but like it's basically people just putting a video up of this guy who's a murderer and like saying that you can tell he's a murderer from like looking at like the shape of his skull and shit like. Oh, that. that's phrenology. Yeah, yeah that's that's a that's a pseudoscience. Right. It's not, yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. Or like sharing it like it's a real thing. That's like because people are idiots. Yeah. Because most, it's such a sad fact that the vast majority of the human race are fucking idiots. Yep. Except for the pe- the good people. Except for who you listen. and me. Yeah. And, yeah, and the good people listening. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why you got to spread the word, folks. Tell tell your friends, tell your enemies about this podcast. They will so they achieve can learn. nirvana. Because actually, you know, this is going to sound very conceited, oh, but no. like as much joking as we do around, I think we're right. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you I'm, and I are right most of the time. When I'm serious, I think I'm right. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, sometimes. So, sometimes, um, you know, when I'm joking, like uh, obviously I'm joking, but uh, you know, is he, folks? You're no, not big I, on jokes. Yeah, we're we're right. Um, yeah, we're big on being correct. Evolution is true. It's just true. And, then, right? and it rocks. And it rocks. It fucking does rock. It's cool. <laughs> evolution. I love it. I love it. I actually love it. I love evolution. So Kant, it's fascinating. It's so cool. Kant, that son of a bitch. Anyway, Kant, that son of a bitch. He came up with, with that sloped skull. Drum roll, please. The categorical imperative. You've heard of this, right? Yes. You heard about this? I have. <laughs> I have. What is the categorical imperative? I can't, Do you remember? T- I can't tell you. You couldn't tell me? Okay. No, I mean, I could, but I won't. But you won't. All right. Well, th- luckily, I know it. Well, thank <laughs> so God. So I'll just tell everyone who's listening. That's good. The categorical imperative is basically a, a moral rule that Kant uh, 
I mean, I guess you could say he came up with it, but he wouldn't say that. He he would say he more like discovered it or something. Okay. What he's trying to do. So what 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 Kant what Kant's mission was ethics wise at least was to try to come up with an a, an ethical theory <clears throat> that was logical and self consistent and based on like natural law or or, or natural phenomena, right? Um, what what would be a good like universal uh, or universalizing theory for you know? what makes our actions right or wrong, good or bad. Um, and his the way he kind of framed it was, you know, uh, starting with, the, with this categorical imperative where he's basically saying, like, in action, uh, you know, you take any action, would you universalize it to the point where, you know, it, it, it could become a natural law? Like, everyone did it. Everyone, like, you know, what, what you're about to do, would you would you endorse everyone doing it in the same situation? And if you would, then it's fine. Then it's morally permissible. If you, like, say, if I was going to lie to you about something, you know, what? St- st- and I stopped for a second and I said, "Well, would I like it if everyone also lied in this situation?" No, and I was on me. your end of the of the stick. You know, would you like that? No, I no. wouldn't like that. So I'd then, love it. Then. <laughs> Well, no. So, and if it doesn't meet that 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 litmus test, then it's probably not morally uh, morally permissible. Heard. It's wrong, and therefore wrong okay. to lie. Uh, it's wrong to like break a promise because you know you universalize that where any everyone who makes a promise to you they just break it. Would you like that? No. No. And also, there's this interesting thing that I learned about um, empathy. Where, <laughs> yeah, empathy. Kant makes this distinction between um, uh, perfect imperatives and imperfect imperatives. Again, an imperative is basically just like a command or something. It's like you take an action and you make it a command. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, to lie is an action or, you know, it's a verb, literally. Uh, But, you know, if you make that an imperative, then like, you know, lying becomes like a practice or something that people do that is required of them or, or or in this case prohibited. Um, but, uh, uh, what I read, where I've read like kind of these, these digressions into Kantian, uh, ethics, they mentioned that in perfect, a perfect imperative, uh, an example of that would be, um, keeping a promise. Uh, and the way you can tell is like an imperfect, so a perfect imperative is where it's negation would be logically impossible. Like you don't want to, you know, a, a world couldn't exist where there's the negation of uh, a universal negation of keeping a promise, which means breaking a promise, right? If if you if you lived in a world where everyone broke their promise, including yourself, you broke promises to other people. Um, I would never do that. <clears throat> well, <laughs> you can't you can't even make a promise to begin with if you if you already know you can't keep it. Hmm. Right, it's not a promise. It doesn't count. Which is it's, that's something that we can get into in like a a, a different episode. There's this thing called about. Called, oh, sorry, <laughs> I just kicked the microphone. My bad. Uh, actually, we did talk about this when we talked about J.L. Austin uh, a while back. He's this philosopher who talks about uh, performative acts, uh, performative speech acts. Yes. And one 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 example is a promise. When I when I when I promise when I say I promise to do this, I'm making a statement. Uh, right, but it's also an action. I'm in in the act of saying I promise. I am promising. Right, 
You see how that works? Yes. So, but that would only work if I, you know, intent, if I have that intention of keeping the promise. But if we live in a world where uh, that is automatically negated, where we don't keep promises, we can't keep promises. I can't, I can't even, you know, I can't even mean the sentence, I promise to do this or that. Right. So that's that so it's negation means if it's neg if it's negation is is logically impossible, then that makes it uh, a a perfect uh what's it called? A perfect imperative. So keeping a promise is a perfect imperative. An imperfect uh imperative is basically where like if everyone did the opposite of it, it would it would it's not logically impossible, but it would be like a shitty it would just be a shitty world. No good. It, it'd be no good. Without and that'd a be something like that'd be something like giving to charity. So giving to charity is like, you know, obviously like you can conceive of a world where no one gives to charity, but what kind of world would that be? Not a world that I would want to live in. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, so that's just that distinction between perfect and imperfect imperatives. But the main idea to get across with the categorical imperative is just it's a, it's a rule basically saying that like if you have any doubt about whether an action is moral or not, extrapolate that or universalize it to say, well, would it be would it be good if everyone, you know, did the opposite, right? So, or would it, you know, you know, we say don't lie or you're not supposed to lie. Well, what's the opposite? Lying. <laughs> um, uh, if everyone lied to each other like all the time, what kind of world would that be? Sh a shitty one, probably. Uh, murder is an easy one too, right? Would you universalize murder? Which, like, if you were in a situation where you're about to murder someone, and you said, "Well, shit, everyone should get to do this," huh? And if you say no, that's no good. Then that's yeah. that means it's not permissible. So don't murder. Don't murder. If it's something, Folks, that's, if you get one thing from this podcast, <clears throat> do not murder. Don't murder, please. So and be kind. Please be kind. Um, and don't murder. So that's that's um. The categorical imperative and and Kantian ethics in general. So so his uh, his main thing too that uh, that we come across that we've already mentioned was this idea of never using a human being as a means to an end. Uh, a human being or a human life is always an end of it, end in itself. Um, which kind of there you get you got you get this implication of like uh, you know human beings having certain rights and then also. On the flip side, people having certain obligations, um, you know, that are surrounding that's that uh, that are sort of inherently tied to like the dignity of the human person, right? Uh, you know, obviously, you have a right to life. Now that you're alive, I can't oh, thanks, kill dude. you, right? You have a you have a right for me not to murder. Okay? Yeah, I I agree with that. And to a certain extent, you know, it, there's a spectrum on how you know, um, uh, what's it called? Not restrictive. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, how I guess well, just strict. You know how how strict. Uh, you know you want your moral code to be, where you can say, uh, you know, you see someone who's choking, right? You didn't cause them to be to to start choking, um, but like you know, should you do nothing? Um, you know, you can extrapolate that using the categorical imperative. Do you want, like, say, if you were choking and some guys just standing there? Yeah, that would annoy you, me. Yeah, do you want? Do you think that that's cool? No, if, like, I don't, I don't if, think. If I, everyone at some point in their life, uh, like, was choking and there were people around to help them, and they didn't do anything, I didn't 
long I'm joking. Yeah, people, that would people be... just filming with their phone. You know, yeah. like not good. It's not good. It's not. It's kind of an easy test, right? Yeah. <coughs> but then, what's what's interesting though is that obviously, like deontology, strict deontology, which again, boiling it down to, uh. There are certain rules that you must follow, no matter what the scenario and no matter what the outcomes are. It's there's always uh, the way I read it is deontology is always concerned more with the right, what is right. Uh, it's prior to what is the good, whereas consequentialism is the opposite. It focuses more on the good and not so much on the right. You know, so consequentialism consequentialism says, you know, get the best outcome you can by doing whatever you want <laughs> you know as long as it get, leads to a good outcome that's fine deontology says no 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 no. there are rules based on like you know what it what is right what it's right to do and what is right in and of itself to do regardless of the outcome so you can't like y- use or abuse someone for another for another end right uh you can't like you know stealing is an example of this it's like taking someone's resources right you're using them to get their resources by stealing um you're treating them as a means instead of an end uh whereas you want to generally want to treat human beings as an end in itself as someone who as someone or something that deserves uh, right there in the word deserves that's something that's used a lot in deontology that you don't see with the consequentialism you know, oh no not in consequentialism not in no. consequentialism <laughs> like no one deserves anything no no one no one merits anything there's no you know there's there's a certain like objective value that's added to either the human person or a certain act or you know the certain certain rules that we live by where where wherein they're valuable in and of themselves and not based on you know where those values came from or you know what the outcome is you know it's 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 a little more it's almost like more it's it's kind of more traditional uh, deontology is kind of a, a very it could it can be it doesn't always have to be but it can be a very traditional and sort of old-fashioned morality where it's like you know it's it's right to do certain things whether you know whether this or that happens doesn't matter what the outcome is um <clears throat> the last thing that we'll like kind of circle through here is with deontology there's there's two that's subdivided into two different types of of deontological theories they're called agent based or agent oriented and patient oriented an agent basically has to do with like the the rules of like you know what you should do as a person so as an agent meaning as the active person in like a in like a moral scenario whatever you want to call it so the trolley problem is a very good example um you know the morality kind of takes into account your actions and what you're doing and what your obligations are so it's more about obli- it's more about your obligations as a person. Hmm. So you go back to the trolley problem. You have you know uh, what is it? You have uh, a train is barreling down uh, on these like five workers, right? And you are standing right there, say on a bridge, and you're you you're right next to the lever that can like switch the 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 track to this alternate track that like is leading towards one person working, right? Um, you switch the lever to save the five people, but end up killing the one. Yeah. Is that right or wrong? Um, here's what I'll say it is. <clears throat> it's a decision. Well, of course it's a decision. 
That's not that's not helpful. That's not that's a truism, Pat. I that doesn't that, help. I thought, I thought that was getting profound. Of course, it's a decision. It is a decision. What decision do you make? What would I do? And based on what? Um, Why do you make the decision? I think it would honestly depend upon my blood sugar. Oh, <laughs> like if I was feeling pretty How? good. Because if oh. I was feeling bad, I would just probably just be like, I don't know what to do, and just start crying and walk away. So you wouldn't do anything. Um, for blood skirt, sugar, that's maybe. certainly the wrong choice. Well, I'm not saying it's a good thing to do. I'm just saying if if my blood sugar was that low, I might be like just wouldn't be able to handle it. Okay, fine. But I'm not, so then I'm not asking what would happen. I'm freshly fed. What, what would? Yeah, freshly fed. Fine. Best case scenario, you know, you just had a yeah. What effort? You just eat? had surf and turf, baby, with like really? a side of fries. And a milkshake, and Jesus. you know you're feeling good. You went to the gym earlier that day, so yeah. you're not feeling guilty about that. What? Uh, how did, how did I cook that steak? Fucking medium rare. Fuck it's, yeah! It was a uh, steak a poivre. You ever had that before? No. Steak with like a with like a cream gravy sauce. Oh okay. Um, it's like a pepper, like a pepper <laughs> steak. It's like a pepper <laughs> steak. Lobster tail. You also have a lobster turf. tail. Though. Yeah, it's surf and turf. The fucking white trash. You have a side fancy dinner. Yeah. You know what? Fuck that. It's it's good. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just saying it's a hilarious. Is that thing. white trash? I guess surf and I turf mean, is kind of white on. trash. Yeah. <laughs> surf and turf, man. I love surf and turf. I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna get me the biggest surf and turf I can. <laughs> I'm gonna get. get the biggest steak in the house. And, and you can tell that we don't think highly of that guy because his accent's his different. Accent, yeah. We don't think highly of you. It's We're called, bad and fat. It's, it's called social coding. <laughs> <laughs> it's called code switching. Yeah, dude. No, that's not code that's switching. That's not code switching. So, yeah. All right. So where was I? The trolley problem. Milkshake. All right. You're next to the... So, I'm from, so I just had an amazing meal. An amazing meal. And, You're feeling uh, good. You had a side of broccoli, too, so you still got your veggies. I would shout at them, and I would go... I would yell at them, what do I do? Okay, they can't hear you. They uh, can't hear you. They're too far away. You have to make a decision right here, right now. Do you change the, the lever and kill yeah, the one person? I do, and then I run away really fast. Okay, fine. So, I do but, it, and okay, I run away. Why, do you, scream, why did sorry. you make that choice? Because it saves, it saves four people. Okay, so... Uh, well, it saves five people. Five people. Well, I I'm guess, sorry. yeah, net, it saves four people. Right, yeah. Yeah. The okay, one guy yeah, cancels yeah. each other out. So this is this is very consequentialist thinking, especially, especially if you're counting, like, net people. That's very... Well, I, well, that, I, that I didn't mean to do. I, I thought there was only four people. What, so there's five people, right? So, uh, yeah, so... Uh, yeah. But you kill... But you but in, in making the decision, you kill one person. So really, you're only saving four people, right? Well, not, I mean, that's not really how it works. I don't think life so that's, cancels well, that's the, each the, other I know, out. I know. That's the thing. So that's that's where the, the hang-up is. So that's... The, the reason why... What, what I find interesting is that there... The reason why there are these two alternative ethical theories is because they both ha- say something about it, right? You pick the... You pick the um, the five people, right? You pull the lever, effectively killing the one person to save the other five on the other track, right? And you made the decision why? Because it's better to save five people than just one? Yeah, and I scream down to them, make something of your life. Sure, okay, run fine. Away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give them that, like, that's that speech that Ben Affleck gives uh, yeah, Matt Damon. Earn and this. Earn this, yeah. <laughs> Wait, no, that's Tom Hanks. That's Tom Hanks. And, and Oh, that's funny. That's weird. Matt Damon has been on the receiving end of two motivational speeches. Yeah. Like there's that and then there's the the Ben Affleck's thing. Uh man, I, oh, I, I, good, I pray yeah. that when I show up to your door, your that you're door. not there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm Ben Affleck. Oh, I'm Ben Affleck. Ura. Ura. <laughs> 
Honestly, he 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 did great in that movie too. He should have gotten Ben Affleck. Recognition. Yeah, yeah, he's a good actor. I've always thought he's that. a good actor. Jim yeah. S is never has not been impressed. He doesn't like Ben Affleck. He, yeah, he one time. Uh, <laughs> Why? What's, what's what, what, so Jim Affleck? S, our friend Jim S, one time just like tweeted at him and just said like you're an asshole, just like for no reason. <laughs> what? When? Yeah, like twelve years ago. Like, <laughs> why? I don't know. <laughs> you have to ask him. He, he just like. Tweeted at him. He, he was like, yeah, I don't know. I just tweeted at Ben Affleck for no Luckily reason. Luckily, he's coming into town. Yeah. Yeah, we can ask him in person. I'll ask him. We'll I'll... record We'll record him. <laughs> we'll, he... we'll record asking him. We will. I'll I'll make him explain why he doesn't like Ben Affleck. Yeah. <laughs> because he does not. Okay, so we're going to wrap this up. We're, we're, we're no, we... we don't. Let's talk about Jim S. some more. The, what was I just talking about? Damn it. The trolley problem. Trolley and... problem. Yeah, okay, right. So it's very consequentialist to say it's better to save five people than the one person. Um, as soon as you, as soon as you're doing math, you're doing consequentialist ethics. When you're when you're introducing math into a problem, that's very consequentialist. Yeah. Um, not necessarily, but like chances are, if you're talking about like it's better to save five hundred people than one hundred people. Like that's the thing. Like what if what if you, you you know essentially the same scenario, but just the difference is numbers. You. <laughs> you <laughs> Let's say there are 500 workers on, on one track and there are 100 workers on the other track. No, that's too much. I I do I I just I just run away. That's too much? I just, no, that's like too much for me to handle. Like that would be crazy. No, you have to you're you're chained. What? You're chained to the lever. Why? You can't run away. Nothing will happen to you, but you can't run away. Why can't I run away? Because you have to make a decision. I'm a coward. Um I guess I kill those hundred people. So you kill the hundred people, and I shout so down. A hundred people are, a hundred people's blood is on your hands, and I, and I scream down, "I am your death, <laughs> made flesh." I mean, how how good will train. you feel after after that? Horrible, right? Okay, but do you think you've done the right thing? I, no, I don't know. I, I I think I did a thing. I don't think I I don't know if I could really categorize it. I would leave that to the philosophers, baby. I would well, go look. I did a thing. You'll it be happy was... to know that there's no answer yet. We're still working on that one, Jack. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so the consequentialist, well, so it depends on who you ask, on what kind of philosopher you ask. If you ask a consequentialist philosopher, they'll say, dude, you're going to sleep like a baby tonight. You did you did nothing wrong. You saved 500 people. Good job. We're giving okay. you a fucking medal. You know, me and and we're also going to put a police presence around your house for the families of the hundred people you did kill. Don't oh, come after people you. People know I did this. They know it's you. <laughs> it's, you know what's funny is so I told you you're on a bridge. Yeah. The the families are of everyone. They're behind you watching on the bridge. What possible? And on the bridge, there's like one of those scrolling things. It just has your name. It says your name and then your address. <laughs> And like the lights, you mean? And yeah. like the LED? Like, yeah, it's like LED lights Fucking just shit. scrolling across. Jay's going to be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says Pat Dean. What is it? <laughs> no, it's. Well, we don't have to. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I <laughs> would be very annoyed. I think I would I think I would turn and look at them and they'd stare at me and I would just go. Ah, they man. were on the wrong track. Hey, Sorry. And I don't know. I don't know what to say here. So, okay. So, consequentialists would say you did fine. That'll do, pig. That'll do. Cool. You did great. A deontologist will say, you are a fucking mass murderer. <laughs> You're a bad person. <laughs> well, whatever. Um, the I think so the, it depends again, there's still some nuance to this, but in a sense, some deontologists would say the moral thing would be to do nothing. Would be don't you don't switch the lever. 
because by switching the lever, you you commit an act that does actively kill a hundred people, right? Yeah. Now, you ask some other deontologists, they might disagree because they say by not doing anything, you're 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 reneging on your obligation to save five hundred people when you see that when you see it. Um. So you know, some deontologists would say it's still all right to kill the um the 500 people and actually this is this is what's interesting there's there's kind of like a caveat or a or a like a a clause like get out of jail free clause really in in deontology uh called the doctrine of double effect <laughs> and that basically says so obviously you have to do whatever you can to save human lives because human lives are valuable in and of themselves they're in their ends in themselves right now but what about pulling the lever by pulling the lever, you're killing the hundred people, and by some accounts, you could say that you're using those hundred people as a means to an end of saving five hundred people. And deontology says you can never, ever, ever use human beings as a means to an end, right? Well, some deontologists uh, will say, "Well, there's a loophole. It's called the doctrine of double effect." Let's say that the act. Uh, uh, there's five criteria, but I can't remember them off the top of my head. But the important ones are basically the the act itself can't be evil, right? So the act itself is what are you actually doing? You're you're flipping a lever, right? That's the action. That's the that's the the nuts and bolts action that you're doing, right? Um, that's not evil in and of itself, right? That's w- neutral, basically. Um, is uh you know. Is there a chance? So this is one thing. One place where it might fall apart is: uh, is there a chance that this? So, doctrine of double effect is basically saying that there's going to be a good effect, but there's going to be a bad effect too, right? And you can't obviously intend the bad effect. So that's the second thing: is your intention to kill the hundred people? No, not really, right? Your intention is more to save the five hundred people because, and you can easily argue this because. You know, obviously, you'd pull the lever. There's no problem in you pulling the lever if there's nobody on the other track, right? Yeah. If there's zero people on the on the other track, and there's 500 people, or let's go back to just five. 500 is 500. insane. There's a there's a reason why I was bringing that up because oh, it just that's that's so much harder to think about. Well, that's the thing is, so you know, you would have you would have like more reservations killing it's five a hundred, but there's a hundred, but there's a hundred people that are dying instead of just one this time. So it's harder to accept that. But then, okay, so think about this, though. It stays at 500 on the one side, but there's only one person. You're back to just one person on the other track. Do you flip the lever then? Say that again? Let's say instead of 500 and 100, is there's 500 and then there's just one person on the other track. Oh, that guy is fucking dead. That fi- <laughs> Sorry, buddy. But you have a part right. to play in this cosmic... Right, but and why whatever. though? Why? Because it's one dead person versus a hundred. Okay, and so, and there you're doing math again. Yeah, and that's consequentialism. Yeah, okay, it's not wrong. I mean, well, the, according to a deontologist, it's kind of wrong. Well, how about you go fuck yourself, deontologist? Well, I mean, like, you tell you know, me I'm wrong. They're in the my, only, in my the house. Thing is, the deontologist is the only advocate for the one guy who's screwed. Well, look, like, it how would sucks you feel? Very bad. I'd feel. Terrible. How would you feel if you were the one guy? Um, I would not feel good, and um, I'd be pretty pissed off. What would you? And then what would you say if this guy came along and said, "Whoa, whoa, whoa you can't flip that lever, all right? You're gonna kill. You're gonna kill Pat." 
Yeah. And Pat doesn't deserve to die. Yeah. Right? What are you going to say to that guy who spoke up for you? I would say, thanks, dude. And then you'd be like, listen to him, right? Yes. You'd be, please listen to him. Yeah. He's got a point. He's got a point. I'm not biased, but he's got a point. And I refuse to get off this track. Yeah, right. Well, there's, yeah, the guy could just get off. Well, let's say, like, you know, you ever see in movies when, like, the train, there's, like, a movie where the train switches or something. And oh, their, sure. Yeah, yeah. What movie is that? Oh, I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, but it's a thing. So, you know, the the deontologist would say no matter how many people, let's say it's like it's a thousand people on the on the one track, just all lined up, they're all just gonna get smushed by this train, boom 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 boom, boom you know. But there's only one, still only one guy on the other track. The deontologist is still gonna say they're not definitely gonna say that it's wrong to flip flip the lever, but they're definitely gonna say it's a tragedy that this choice has to be made and that this person has to die. This person shouldn't have to die. So that's where the uh, doctrine of double effect comes into play. Basically, again, to recap, it's um, the action itself can't be, um, can't be evil. Flipping the switch, neutral. Uh, the, there can be no intention of committing harm. So there, you, can't, you can't intentionally want to kill the one or the hundred people who are going to die by flipping the switch, right? Uh, the intention has to be good. The intention, again, is to save the 500 people, not to kill the 100 people. Um, there's a couple other stipulations there, but if you fulfill all of those criteria, then you're in the you're in the clear. You're not you're committing an act that will unfortunately result in the death of an innocent person or several deaths of, an, of innocent people. Um, but it's to save you know the integrity of these other people. Or you know the dignity of these other people by not killing them or by not letting them die, gruesomely. Because <laughs> I can't imagine you get like it's like being put in a blender if you get run over by a train. <laughs> Dang, yeah, that's rough. gotta be rough. I was watching this. I was watching Unsolved Mysteries, and because uh, there's a new season up on Netflix, and like the first episode is about this woman who like was probably murdered. Um, but like the cops called it a suicide and she the way she died her the actual like manner of death was um uh she was run over by a train and the the um what's his name the the engineer the assistant engineer or whatever who was in charge who tried to put the brakes on in time but yeah uh who uh, who had to like take time off from P, for PTSD because of what happened well yeah um but he was like, he was like, it was like basically like soup on the windshield. <laughs> Sorry, I should laugh, but yeah. the way he described it, he's like, yeah, it was like, it, was, it looked like, it looked like a fan, like a, a fan just spat chili onto the fucking window. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd never stop screaming <laughs> if I was that guy. So, you know, um, so it sucks to be run over by trains. Hey, so guys, what you're saying is don't that, get run over by trains. What you're saying is that things could be worse. Things could be worse. You could be train soup yeah and then um soup on a train so so there's yeah there's agent focused um uh theories of deontology and there's patient uh uh patient focused or patient oriented patient means the whoever's on the receiving end so like victims mm. or like victims or like you know what what obligates when if you have a duty to somebody that implies that that person has certain rights on you right like a child has the right to be taken care of by its parents. Parent, the parents have the obligation or the duty to take care of the child, right? So I agree. 
there and then of course depending on who you are like children have a certain moral status right obviously like you know they they kind of you know they're human beings obviously but they're also by virtue of them being children have like their own subcategory where they're dealt with differently obviously oh right? yeah for sure you know yeah like you know you don't curse around kids you don't try to have sex with kids well, you no. know the way you would try to have sex with a with an adult with an adult yes yeah um like sex is for adults sex is for adults yes right <laughs> right so that's the thing so there's like that that's the, <laughs> the so the children in the special category have certain rights that you know well i guess in this case so let's just say this a child has the right to never be made to have sex with or whatever okay never be made to have i can i can think of the right way to word it but like you know has the right to live its childhood without that yes okay yeah that's it's an obvious right yeah i mean okay so here's the thing (laughs) this is a little (laughs) disgusting what but like what if somehow there's some scenario where like a lot of people's lives would be saved if someone has sex with a child (laughs) Okay, so like, say well, like, say like, asking say like ten thousand. I am. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll take the bullet. <laughs> say ten thousand people will die if a certain child is not is not you know showing sure. a good time. Sure. Oh man, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. Yeah. I mean. Well. Yeah. I mean that that's one of those things. Well, I, most people would say fucking no way. Those those th- ten thousand people are dead. Yeah. You know. Um. Not you. Not, no, I I I didn't say I didn't answer my own question. All right, I'm posing. Right, this. you're just of course. I'm posing. This, you're just this asking scenario. questions. I'm just asking questions. Guys, do your own research. I would also say no. I mean, like, but then, like, but really think about it though. That's ten thousand people who are dying, and they don't have to. They absolutely don't have to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like that's one of those questions. See, that's this is the problem with philosophy is that you guys just come up with these absurd situations. <laughs> well, mine that last one is is not is not a good one for sure. But no, like, I think I think it's pretty good. But it's just it's just to put it as plainly as possible. Like, yeah. Like uh, there's uh, there's okay, fine. I'm more I'm more. There's two other scenarios, real quick. Okay. Let's go through real quick. There's one is called the transplant scenario, which I actually did an episode with about, uh, with with uh, I did an episode about that with Adam Rabick as a guest, special guest episode. Yes. Um, but the idea there is, uh, you're a doctor, you're a surgeon. Okay. You've got five patients. They're all dying of weird organ failure, each from a different organ. Dang. Right? And you have one patient. Sorry. You have one patient who's there for like a skin knee, okay? <laughs> but otherwise, they're healthy as a mule, okay? And you notice that the, that this guy not only has all of the organs that can save these five people's lives. <laughs> yeah. They, you know, they're, they're match, too. Really? Okay, yeah. Wow, look at me. These people, these five people are definitely going to die, right? Yeah. Definitely going to die if if they're not given a transplant. And the only transplant that'll work is, is the organs that are in this guy. Okay. So do you chop up this guy, effectively killing him to save the other five? No. No, I don't no, think so. Why not? I just, you can't, we can't live in a world where if you go to a doctor, you run the risk, even if it's something as minuscule as half a percent, <laughs> of being chopped up and killed. You just can't do that. Why not? It, it, it's not good for the bottom line. I don't know. No, let's say let's say that this 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 hospital is eternally funded. Okay, well I would and also this, this and this and this hospital can only doing sick shit like this can only be funded by a sick religion. <laughs> 
Protestantism. Okay. Oh, so those a, guys. It's a Protestant po- hospital. Oh man. <laughs> Okay. Well, 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 they they definitely won't call it Saint Mary's. Those people despise Mary. They dude. really don't like. They're they're misogynists. Yeah, they really are. They hate. They... <laughs> because Ben, you and I have discovered that Catholicism is the one true religion. It's the correct religion. Yeah. <laughs> so I think you and I have proven that today. We've proven that today. Yeah. So this evil Protestant hospital <laughs> is gonna <laughs> is gonna chop up this innocent guy. So you say it's wrong. Of course. You can't go to the hospital and then be like, hey, I'm hurt. I need some help. And then they're like, how about this? I fucking kill you. <laughs> you cannot do that. Okay, but they try to explain to you that you'd be saving five other people. I say no. Absolutely not. What if you're one of the five people? Then I'd be like, I would probably sing in a different tune. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, what are you really doing with your life? <laughs> Give me your liver. And give him whatever he needs. Well, so the, what's funny is that there's so th- there's a distinct difference in this scenario than from the trolley problem. It's pretty different, right? But what's different? What's different is um, go. So it, what's different? I'll make it easy. What's yeah, different please. is that in the transplant scenario, you are actively killing this person. You have to cease this person's life function. They're definitely equally insane scenarios. Right, but the trolley problem, you're not necessarily killing the one person. Right. You are effectively killing him, but the action you're taking isn't isn't the thing that's killing him. It's just the series of cause and effect between the lever pulling and the guy getting killed. You know, that's the, that's what's at issue. But you're disconnected enough from that and because of the doctrine of double effect you're kind of given the clear even under deontological theories which by the way can you guess what magnificent institution adheres to the doctrine of double effect we're just talking about it princeton university no no it's more recent than that we were just talking about it Um, two minutes ago Oh, the university of no, not a university. No, sorry. So the high when I say institution, I mean what? Oh my God, what religion? Oh, the Catholic Church. Yeah, oh. yeah. The Catholic. You Church. should have said the correct religion. Fine, fine. What correct religion? The Catholic Church <laughs> uh, adheres to the doctrine of double effect. The doctrine of double effect was actually explicitly outlined by Saint Thomas Aquinas <laughs> in the Summa Theologica, um, and kind of allowed for those types of scenarios to still be permissible in uh, a deontological uh, theory or deontological school of of ethics. Heard. Um, And then I think there was one last thing to mention. Uh, Um, (laughs) What was the last philosophy What was the last thing? Um, It'll come to me. I'll mention it later. Yeah, please mention it. (laughs) We're, we're, We're dying to know. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's the ontology. So, in a nutshell, it basically is do is do what's right, regardless of the consequences. Just try to be rad. Yeah, try to be rad. But being rad means following certain rules. There's a there's a there's a very distinct way to become rad. Sometimes following the rules is cool. Yes, I think that doesn't get said enough. As lame as it sounds, <laughs> we got to follow some. Well, if there rules weren't sometimes. rules, I mean, you know, it's like um, the anarchy. You know, it's like a world without lines, just craziness. Yeah. Lines are a necessary evil, my friends. <laughs> we need them. This country would fall apart without lines. You imagine you go to a restaurant 
Just a free-for-all for the food? Absolutely not. Get in line. Anyway, that's uh, that's deontology. Well, Ben, I appreciate your expertise. The, the, the study of Deion Sanders. The study of Deion Sanders <laughs> and is a somewhat backward view on society. Yeah. But anyway, follow the rules. Do do what's right. Be good. Do unto others as you would do unto you. Kind of. That's sort of the 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 category. They call that the golden rule. That's the golden rule. Yeah. Ben. Um. But right there, that's kind of like uh, that. That sort of relates the two things that Kant says about the categorical comparative and the idea of using human beings or, or recognizing human beings as a means to an end. As in, God damn it, recognizing human beings as ends in themselves. Because you know, you say you say to yourself, you know, don't I, I wouldn't do anything that I wouldn't want other people to do to me. Uh, well, why not? Well, because a, you know, I. It's it's me we're talking about. I'm looking out for number one, right? But you know it 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 requires a certain amount of empathy to transmit that to other so you know social and conscious agents, right? And then recognizing that since you're kind of projecting yourself onto them, that they also have this value, the same value that you hold with for yourself, right? You obviously hold yourself to some measure of value. Otherwise, you would have committed suicide a long time ago. Oh, a long time ago, right? But so, but you know, obviously, you have something to live for, and you believe yourself to be in some way inherently valuable, right? Yeah. Um, well, Ben, I, I can't commit suicide. I've got a podcast. <laughs> it's true, yeah, and it's a sin. And there's also the the, the uh... oh, the last thing I'll mention is deontology. Surprise, not surprisingly, uh, lends itself very, very easily to religious outlooks religious ethical outlooks yes um basically you say the one problem with the ontology is well you know what 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 is the justification for certain rules like if you say murder is wrong right no matter what uh well why is murder wrong you know what wh- why you know you could theoretically just keep going back asking why 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 is murder wrong well you know it deprives someone of of uh, of life and if we allowed it on a wide scale in society it would lead to chaos well why is that bad why is that bad why is that bad so what people figured out to get their four-year-olds to stop asking mm-hmm. why they came up with something called religion and they'd say well there's god god says not to and that's it so, well, why does God say not to? Because he's fucking God. Stop asking God. that question. Or God is going to get mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. God will kill you. God will kill you. <laughs> Which is not wrong, too. I mean, like, well, you know, if you believe that God sustains us at every moment, then... And who doesn't? God God might decide not to all of a sudden. And you know why? Why? There's no reason why. Who knows? He's God. He can do whatever he wants. That's what he does. He can stop this anytime he wants. Yeah. <laughs> Sort of the problem. He can be like, ah, I'm bored, <clears throat> and then look away. I've had <laughs> we just it. Yeah, blip out of existence. Once God stops looking at us, we just disappear. Yeah, Though no there... memory of ourselves either. That'd be fucking haunting. Though, of course, there are some people who believe that the Earth was created when God saw His reflection. What do you say to that? Oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, I can, I, I, I can vibe with that. Yeah, that passes the vibe test. It passes your vibe test? It passes my vibe test, yeah. <laughs> On a metaphorical level. I yeah. mean, not literally, obviously. There's no, there weren't any reflections before uh, God created light. Well, I think but... what it is is, well, it, it, uh, I don't know. I'm talking about my ass. Um, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we do appreciate you listening. Please tell your friends. 
please. We're begging you. Please. Please. We are, I am on please. my bloody, ragged knees begging you <laughs> to tell your friends and tell them to sign up for our Patreon. Tell your friends. Tell your lovers. Tell your lovers. Tell the people you love. <laughs> tell the people you hate. Tell the people tell, you hate. Tell, the, tell everyone you meet about this podcast because we need some numbers, baby. We need to to crawl out of this goddamn closet and accomplish something. Yeah. So but, we have a studio right outside. We just haven't used it yet because we don't feel worthy of it. Until we get more money. <laughs> yeah, we gotta stay in the closet. Money, money, money. Money, 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 money. Uh we'll we'll you we appreciate it and we'll we'll be glad to to share more knowledge. Yes. The more you pay, the more money you pay. pay as you go. Or pay as you learn. <laughs> or I guess you don't have to pay at all. There's also Yeah, that. you could also just like stick to this one. Yeah, I guess you can just you do want. that if you want. That's fine. Show us a uh throw us a uh a good review. Don't don't review us badly. Yeah, do more things for us. Yeah. <laughs> what else can you do for Help us? Help us out. Help us out. Um please if you can give me a ride to work this week, it's South by starting. It starts earlier every year, so I, I need some help. Oh, that's so right. Give me a ride, Fuck. please. South by South, worst. That's yeah. what I call it. More like, more like. Yeah, yeah. I scream that in the face of every person I see with a badge. <laughs> every so, even they come into the restaurant, I scream it at them. <laughs> and what can I get you to drink? No, we have Coke products, folks. As always, keep on thinking hard. The truth sucks. It sucks so much. So much. <laughs> Time is a son of a bitch. She is a bastard. And most importantly, Ben, if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. And here's corn. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Please keep listening. Please keep listening. <laughs> Really, is it me or is it fate?
fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck?